0: Sometimes I think I haven't done very much with my life, well, apart from discovering DNA. I wasn't going to call it that, but I was giving a lecture to the Royal Society and I said, gentlemen, I believe I have discovered the genetic fingerprints of all human life. Da <laughs> It's not easy, is it, buying a zebra? You've got to get the transport, the quarantine, and then you've got to find the barcode. So here I am, Milton Jones, world-famous biogeneticist, with my sister and lab technician, Susan, and my head of research, Dr. Anton Peterson, bringing you all the symptoms and side effects from the infectious world of microbiology as I give you another case of Milton Jones. (laughs) I'm about to receive the Nobel Prize for biochemistry. It's the best day of my life. Apart from that time I made woodpecker cider. What
1: a messy business that was. Well, what a wonderful privilege to be taking part in such a prestigious awards ceremony. How are you feeling? Pretty confident about the
0: swimwear section. Milton, this isn't the Miss World competition.
1: No? Well, what about that woman who said she wanted world peace? She'd just won the Nobel Peace Prize.
0: Ha. Ah.
2: Sister Maria of Zagreb. She's a 90-year-old nun.
0: Do you know, I'm feeling more and more confident about this swimwear section.
2: <laughs> would all the Nobel Prize winners please take their seat? Oh, that's us! <laughs> and would the men just wearing speedos please put some clothes on?
0: Mother. So how did I, Milton Jones, end up in Stockholm receiving the ultimate prize in science? Well, I came from a medical family. My mother was a paramedic, you know, a doctor for ghosts. (laughs) She'd say, say, ah, and they'd all go, "Ah." (laughs) She also made us eat all sorts of vitamins and supplements, until one day I nearly choked on part of the Sunday Times. My sister Susan and I spent many happy hours together playing hospitals.
2: Dr. Milton, I've been in an accident. I'm losing blood and desperately need an antidote to a cholinergic reaction. I need 40 mils over 60, a saline jet, and I'm about to have a baby.
0: Sorry, we've lost all your records. <laughs> I left medical school with a B.Ed. Well, OK, I nicked a bed. <laughs> and several pillows. Apparently, though, my bedside manner left a little to be desired. Uh, hello, Mr Radcliffe. How are you today? Oh, not so bad, thank you, Doctor. Uh, sister said you were a bit worried about your operation tomorrow. Uh, just a little. Uh, right, well, let's have a look at your notes. Let's see, your surgeon is going to be a Mr Sa. Hang on, Mr Sa, That should be at least a doctor. Should... Oh, no, sorry, it says MRSA. I <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you... uh,
0: Sleep Well... What, uh... <laughs> Outside the NHS, I soon found I had a gift for acupuncture. I decided to set up a clinic for alternative medicine somewhere. And when I stuck a pin in the map, the fridge exploded. (laughs) Then I set up a centre for colonic irrigation. But it was a hot summer that year, and the hosepipe ban hit us hard. (laughs) My next job was with the St. John's Ambulance. I rose swiftly through the ranks and was eventually asked to address their conference. And, and so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have some proposals that I'd like you to consider, which I'm passing round... Ow! Oh, uh, that's a paper cut. <laughs> Never mind.
2: No, no, quick. Have a nice sit down. Uh, no, me. I've got an aspirin.
0: <laughs> no, no, right. I've got a splint. Uh, listen, calm down, everyone. It's hysterical. Put him in the recovery position. Get off!
2: Uh, I can't breathe! I'll do it! No, no I won't! <laughs>
0: I got so bad that we had to call in the St John's Air Ambulance. (laughs) Sprayed the whole area with hot sweet tea. Do you like any biscuits? We have
3: shortbread. I repeat, we have shortbread.
0: Meanwhile, back at the Nobel Prize ceremony, I was in full flow. It's a great privilege to accept this award in the field of microbiology. I'd like to thank my mum, my dad, my sister the people of Lincoln, and anyone else who doesn't yet know that they've been infected with a deadly virus. What? Just practising.
1: How amazing to be here in Sweden.
0: Oh, it all feels very familiar to me. See, I used to work in Ikea. Oh, you
2: did, didn't you?
0: Yes, yeah, selling over 7,000 separate items. Uh, give me a number between 1 and 7,000, I'll tell you about it.
1: Oh, I don't know, um, 6,420.
0: Sorry, out of stock. <laughs> After the St John's Ambulance massacre, I became disillusioned with medicine. I went to run an ice cream parlour for pop stars. They were very fussy about what they wanted. Okay, Prince, uh, what flavour would you like? <laughs> uh, sure, uh, Little Richard. <laughs> Coming up, uh, Mr Simon.
2: Parsley
0: the time. Are you sure? Uh, Bono, what do you want? Not again. Uh-huh. Hey everyone, uh, form a queue. Uh, stop pushing each other.
2: So
0: now look what you've done, Sting. You've dropped your cone. What about the next person who has to stand there? I
2: hope that someone gets my mess.
0: <laughs> well, that's not very nice. Right, uh, how much is it all together? How many pounds? Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hardcastle. Hey, Sting, you've pushed him in the freezer now. How much was it? You'd better go and warm up outside. Uh, do you want any extras?
1: Hundreds and thousands.
0: <laughs> no problem. Hey, hey, Sting! Stop pushing in and uh, no fighting. Uh, what's that in your hand? A Leave it. <laughs> Prince, uh, don't pour ice cream on Sting's head. What's that supposed to be? <laughs> Look, I'm very busy. <laughs> I haven't forgotten you, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Bono, I'm just about to serve you. Don't be impatient. What kind of ice cream do you want? (laughs) Now, there's no need for that. (laughs) Now I was desperate to do some kind of research. But to be honest, I couldn't really be bothered to find out about it. (laughs) Meanwhile, Susan was working as a medical assistant in a microbiology lab.
1: You must be Milton, and you must be very hot. Can I take your fur hat and coat? Oh, I see, it's more of a costume. Uh, Susan said you needed a guinea pig. (laughs) A bit of a misunderstanding there. What's it made of? Guinea pigs. (laughs) So what's your medical experience? Well, I
0: I was working for the health service, but eventually I decided to get on the gravy train. Ooh, private medicine? No, it was a PR stunt for Bovril. We travelled round the country giving
1: out free samples. Go on, ask me for some gravy. Oh, um, could I have some gravy? Sorry, out of stock. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you'll fit in here. If you could just pass me those bacteria over there. Hang on, I'm just finishing this yoghurt.
0: Now I wanted to get on and do my own research, like finding out what guinea pigs test things on. (laughs) Meanwhile, Susan was still helping Anton and I was doing some experiments on genetically modified food.
1: Milton, what are you up to?
0: I found a way of combining a pineapple, an orange, and a mango.
1: You're making a smoothie, aren't you? Maybe.
0: I kept going with all sorts of experiments. Everyone knows what happens if you split an atom, but I was keen to see if I could split atomic kitten. (laughs) Then we found ourselves hauled up in front of the professor...
1: Ah, uh, yes, Professor, this is uh, Milton, my new assistant.
2: Oh, haven't we met before? No. Yes, when we went on holiday, didn't you offer to look after my children's guinea pigs?
1: Professor, <laughs> I've been meaning to
0: ask, uh, when you're in hospital, is it best to bring people grapes? I beg your pardon? I thought you were the professor of visiting.
2: No, I'm a visiting professor.
0: Oh, well, I see. Uh, you've come to cheer up all the other professors. <laughs> Did you bring any grapes? <laughs>
2: Not, you idiot.
0: What do you do, then? Obviously not complementary medicine. She's a microbiologist.
1: She's not that small.
2: (laughs) Look, I'm fed up with you and your useless lab. You're all being sent to the Arizona desert.
1: To find new medicines amongst the indigenous plants.
2: I don't care, as long as you take him. Well, it might be nice to get some sun.
1: Uh,
0: Professor, I wonder if you'd be interested in buying a sort of fur coat. (laughs) As I sat on the plane, I dreamt of what it would be like in the Wild West. I imagine being the man with no name, living in the town with no name, and riding the horse with no mane, (laughs) and not being able to open a bank account because my mother was the maiden with no maiden name, (laughs) then being kidnapped and shot because I wouldn't even tell them my name, and then the sheriff releasing a statement saying that a man was killed today, but he hasn't been named. (laughs) And then, years later, someone finds the bullet that killed me, and written on the side it says keith (laughs) our expedition started the next day we were looking for rare cacti that might have medical uses before we proceed
1: susan we must make absolutely sure that we have all the correct kit
2: well i've got the field equipment and milton said he's bringing the special refrigerated unit
1: milton this wasn't quite the vehicle i had in mind What's the matter with it? We shouldn't be using an ice cream van. We need a state-of-the-art scientific vehicle with lots of refrigerated compartments. That's what this is. Are you sure? How many compartments has it
0: got? 99. <laughs> we set off to see what we could find, but it was almost as if someone was scaring off the wildlife before we got there.
1: I think it might be better if we continued on foot. <laughs> That's much better. Milton, stop
2: that. Sorry. Tell you what, let's split up. Anton and, let's see, me can go down to the creek and maybe look for wildlife by the water and perhaps go skinny dipping. And Milton, you could go and find something poisonous, maybe.
0: Great. I've always wanted to find out what baby rattlesnakes play with. <laughs> we split up and stayed in contact by walkie talkie.
2: Woo, that's refreshing. I love the feel of water on my skin. Come on, Anton.
1: Come and join me. Well, I suppose it is rather hot in these shorts. And as we're completely alone, I suppose I might... counsel press... to
0: Anton. Over. Not now, Milton. Anton, I think I've found something. Really? What is it? I think it might be some sort of dinosaur bones.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Yes, I think I've found some sort of dinosaur graveyard.
2: Dinosaur graveyard? We're all going to
0: be in National Geographic.
1: What makes you say it's a graveyard?
0: Because the bones are buried in a tiny Coffin? Coffin? <laughs> false alarm it says KFC on the lid I was no stranger to excavation disasters I'd worked briefly as a forensic pathologist once I thought I'd uncovered the mass grave of a thousand snowmen but it turned out to be just a field full of carrots (laughs) we regrouped and pitched camp for the night under the
1: stars
0: why don't I sleep here next to you Anton
1: yes let me um... Oh, Anton have you hurt yourself Uh, It's just a a nick from a cactus.
0: Don't worry, Anton. I may have the cure. Uh, Close your eyes. Okay. Now, this may sting a little.
2: Oh! What is that?
1: A scorpion.
2: (laughs) You can't just shove a scorpion in someone's face. Anton, are you all right?
1: Ah, the Arizona scorpion. Cellus serrata arizonensis, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Anton, your head's swelling up.
1: Yeah, I hate it when he knows all those
0: Latin names.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, his head is really swelling up. And we're hours from the nearest hospital. We're stuck all the way out here in the desert and there's no one around for miles. Someone's coming.
3: Greetings, travellers. Who are you? I am Running Bear. Put some clothes on, then.
2: (laughs) No, he's obviously one of the native peoples of North America.
3: Woman speaks wisdom.
2: Actually, would you mind putting some clothes on?
3: (laughs) How did you know we were here? Ah, we have special ways of finding ancient paths through the wilderness that are unique to our tribe
2: At the next cactus, turn left (laughs)
3: Ah, a sat Navajo Sorry, this is my partner, Map Upside Down
2: Well, I got you here, didn't I? Sorry,
3: I'll just turn that off But
2: I... Anton's fading fast, we need an antidote
3: Very well It was many moons ago, when the bison roamed the plain. It was the time of the dreaming. So then I said, get your hair cut. So they did. And that was the last of the Mohicans.
2: Antidote, not anecdote. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Oh, Anton's waking up.
1: Running bear. I need nor he. You see
2: Oh, Anton, you speak Native American. What did he say?
1: He asked me to put some
3: clothes on. Oh! Now, hold this. It's
2: ah, It's alive!
3: It is an Arizona shrew. Press it to your friend's cheek. How very peculiar. He
0: will get better now. And all because of the skin of a shrew. A shrew? Bless you. <laughs> Anton survived. He was lucky. Not like my great-grandfather, who was searching for oil in the Deep South and was attacked on six sides by hexagon bandits. Back at base camp, Anton slowly recuperated, while I put the shrew through a series of tests. Just simple maths. Then I washed one half in ordinary biological powder. You should have seen the filter of the tumble dryer. That night, we ate our supper in a circle on the ground, like the first settlers in the West.
2: Elton, I don't want to be disrespectful, but Running Bear's strumming is beginning to get on my nerves.
0: I know, that's why I've set his guitar on fire.
2: do no! Um, Running Bear, sorry about that. Um, why don't you sing us something instead?
3: I don't really sing.
1: I've got speakers for my iPod, though. <laughs> well, Running Bear, I can only thank you. This shrew must have some sort of healing property. If we can get this back to the lab... But wait...
3: If you tell the world, men with white faces will come. And don't you just hate mime artists?
0: <laughs> Others will come. They will bring sticks of fire. Oh, jugglers too. <laughs> They're all the same, and those ones that stand completely still are not
1: moving. Human statues. No builders. <laughs> no Milton running bears, right. There are many drug companies who would pay a lot of money for the information about the shrew. Like who? Like the Globotech Corporation. Ha! Huh. And just where are their offices? Seattle, I think. Well, I'll avoid them for sure. What time do you think they open? Nine.
2: Milton, you are not going to Seattle.
0: Of course not. That night, I went to Seattle. (laughs) I put the shrew in a box and stabbed a few holes in the lid. But when I arrived, the shrew had been knifed to death. (laughs) I was already dealing with forces I didn't understand. And so I decided to take some surviving shrews and my equipment back to England without drawing attention to myself.
2: Hey, you with a massive cactus. <laughs> Bother! Don't you realise you're not allowed to take flora into Britain?
0: What about Lurpack? No. Anchor?
2: No, hand it over. I think you've got the wrong sort of anchor.
0: I can't believe it's not butter.
2: Look, just step through the metal detector... Do you have any metal
0: objects on you? Just my, uh, metal detector. (laughs) Can you come over here, please? What's that? That's my metal detector detecting your metal detector.
2: Just turn it off. Now step through again. Yeah, and put the anchor down.
0: Ah, there it is. Uh, Sorry about your uniform. (laughs) The whole thing seemed to go very well, apart from the fact I was deported. I went back and stayed with Running Bear to learn all about the ways of nature as his caravan picked up the Discovery Channel. (laughs) But as the temperature dropped below zero every night and I only had my speedos, it wasn't long before Running Bear gave me the name Streaming Cold. (laughs) One night we sat on the veranda. He told me the sad story of the demise
3: of his people's footwear. And so slowly our traditional skills at working leather were lost. And that was the last of the moccasins. (laughs) Wow. Don't worry, streaming cold. You'll be better soon. I have a surprise for you from our little furry friends. The Canadians? (laughs) No, the shrews. They can also cure the common
0: cold. But that's fantastic. I've already sent some back to England. You did bad thing. The shrews will multiply. They kept that quiet in the tests. (laughs) Back in Britain, the common cold had been eradicated. And I returned a national hero. I was offered a chair in Oxford, the throne of Albania, and someone in Glasgow sent me a stool. (laughs) Then the most exciting news of all.
2: Milton, you've won the ultimate prize in science.
1: A trip to see behind the scenes of tomorrow's world? No, the Nobel Prize for biochemistry. Oh? Here's the citation. For not only curing the common cold, but also for demonstrating the epidemiological basis behind introducing non-Indigenous alien fauna to synthesise a powerful collective immunity. (laughs) Alien.
2: (laughs) He's saying that putting wildlife in unexpected places can help people.
1: Well, maybe it's
0: time to publish my badger-in-the-chip-fryer accident experiment. (laughs) If there was one.
2: We need to pack.
0: And so... Here I am, in Sweden, collecting my Nobel Prize.
2: And the Nobel Prize for biochemistry goes to Dr. Milton Jones.
0: Thank you. You must be very
2: proud of your achievements.
0: Well, if it wasn't for my sister Susan my friend Anton, I wouldn't be here now.
2: Oh, Milton.
0: I'd still be in the lobby, sliding up and down on the parquet flooring.
2: (laughs) So will you be staying in our beautiful city for long, Dr. Jones?
0: No, sorry, I'm out of Stockholm. (laughs) But things started to go wrong when we returned to Britain. Some of Anton's lab technicians had suddenly gone down with a mysterious virus. The symptoms were short, erratic movements, followed by a series of high-pitched squeaks. This would be very difficult to diagnose, especially in Liverpool. (laughs) High temperatures, sneezing, nausea. Soon, millions of people would be calling in sick from phone boxes ankle-deep in it. (laughs) Meanwhile, the lab was having trouble with animal protesters. Milton, something terrible's happened.
2: They broke in last night and daubed all those slogans on the walls.
0: No, no, that's my to-do list. (laughs) See, number one, buy a notepad.
2: But what about that one there? Milton Jones must die.
0: No, that was me too. I was going to write diet.
1: (laughs) But I got hungry and ate the pen.
2: (laughs) Anton, you look terrible.
1: I've been up all night trying to find a cure. But then I fell asleep. We'd had a terrible dream.
2: Oh, Anton, you poor thing.
1: I was back in Guatemala during the flu epidemic of 88. My colleague and I were holed up in the last remaining handkerchief factory. The rebels surrounded us, their eyes and noses streaming. My colleague made the mistake of trying to surrender by waving a handkerchief above his head. It was horrible.
2: Did he survive? No, they blew him away.
0: (laughs) The Animal Liberation Force just wouldn't go away, but I knew what we were up against because I was a former member. I remember the time we broke into an aviary and released several thousand homing pigeons. (laughs) Another time we stormed a nightclub and released some bouncers into Southampton. (laughs) And our presence at the badminton horse trial seemed to stop the horses having to play badminton. (laughs) But once, I did end up getting court-martialed by the ALF.
3: Milton Jones, you were accused of disobeying orders when we attacked Dudley Zoo in order to paint slogans and set free the llamas.
0: How do you plead? I don't recognise this court.
2: But you're a member of the Animal Liberation Force. You have to recognise this court.
0: No, can you take your balaclavas off? <laughs> I can't recognise you. Not
2: On the 12th of January, you are accused of not carrying out Stimpy's orders to cut the fencing around the llama pen. Mm.
0: Stimpy was overruled by a higher authority. Oh, Zimzam the zebra.
2: <laughs> you can understand zebras. What did she say to you? <laughs>
0: What does that mean? It means, stop destroying the fence. I like rubbing myself up against it. Ah, oh, rubbish.
2: Anyways, so, uh, Stimpy's a sergeant in the ALF. You should have listened to him, not Sam
0: Zebra. Well, who had more stripes? <laughs> Back at the lab, things got pretty tense. The ALF knew we had shrews in captivity, and they wanted us to release them. Meanwhile, Anton had us all desperately searching to try and track down the cure. Yes! Anton, look at this. A cure? They're playing at the Astoria tomorrow. <laughs> Comeback tour. Ah, uh,
1: wrong cure. Oh.
2: And what are we going to do about these protesters?
1: I think we should call the police. Another comeback tour. Milton, this is not about ageing pop stars.
2: <laughs> not now, Paul. <laughs> well, we need to do something. The ALF are getting really nasty. This morning there was something horrible shoved through the letterbox.
1: Yes, they've been
0: threatening to do that. And what's worse is we weren't in when they called, so I had to go round to the post office to collect it. <laughs> Eventually, I decided to do something about the animal rights protesters. I had a foolproof plan.
2: Milton, what are you doing?
0: It's a trap for the protesters.
2: And how does it work exactly?
0: I shout out, vivisection, vivisection. They all come running and accuse me of hurting animals. And I say, no, this is just the vivisection.
2: <laughs>
0: then what? Don't know. Brilliant.
1: Chaps, I've just finished my tests on the shrews. Me
0: too. 46.3. Oh, what's that? The number you can fit in a milk bottle.
1: (laughs) Probably more if you take the milk out. No, Milton. I think the Arizonan shrew is the carrier. No. We have eradicated the common cold, but given ourselves an outbreak of shrew flu. Bless you. (laughs) We have to find an antidote. One of us will have to infect ourselves. That is, if we're not infected already.
2: Do you really think those little fairy animals are carrying the disease? Susan! What? What are you so looking
1: at? <laughs> I think you better lie down, Susan.
2: What's wrong? I haven't gone and got that flipping disease, have I? I'm afraid so. You mean I'm making short the movements with a high voice? Yes. No! But what about our Joey?
1: Susan, you don't know anyone called Joey! No! <laughs> Milton, you must carry on as normal. Don't draw attention to her symptoms. Don't worry, Susan. We're going to look after you. Yeah, you'll never walk alone.
0: Good natured banter and unemployment. These were just two of the Mersey side effects. But that night, the
1: ALF broke in and stole all the shrews
2: they everything
1: like... We must recapture the shrews before they release them into the wild and do even more damage. OK. You were in the ALF, Milton. What's their base like? It's like a rabbit warren. A huge network of
0: tunnels. And full of rabbits. <laughs> but I might have got the wrong base. <laughs> I think it's nearby, though. Hey, we need to think of some way of breaking in. How about we hide in a giant wooden horse? They'll drag us in and we can sneak out at night and take the shrews back. It's
1: crazy, but it just might work.
0: My plan was inspired by the film Troy. It was a 15 certificate, but I did hear about some 12-year-olds who tried to get in by building a giant wooden man. (laughs) We built the wooden horse and climbed inside and waited in complete silence. For four days, neither of us spoke a word until Anton said,
1: Milton, I'm not sure they're going to find this wooden horse
0: in your garage. (laughs) Bother. So we wheeled the horse up to the ALF's base and waited.
2: Hey, look at this huge horse. Wow, yeah, it's incredible. Here, boy. Give me, give me, give me. The
0: activists were completely fooled. <laughs> they thought we were a real horse. Unfortunately, they released us into the wild on Dartmoor. <laughs> when we finally got back to the lab, there was this strange wooden cow outside. So I brought it in.
2: AR Arnold, what's that? How will he move? This is the Animal Liberation Force. We can't believe you fell for that old wooden animal trick. We even painted our initials on the sides.
0: Murderous! You've just killed Alf the cow. <laughs> Running Bear, what are you doing here? Returning
3: your speedos. <laughs> Plus a special gift. The very last moccasin. A shoe. Bless you. White men have come. There are street performers everywhere. All you have to do is stand still and you get a crowd round you. Put some clothes on, then. Believe me, I tried. I even opened a shop selling jumpers, but it burned down. And that was the last of the mohair cardigans. Maybe you can tell us why I seem to be immune from the shrew flu. Simple. You were stung by Arizonan scorpion. Sting has antidote.
1: If only he'd done the comeback tour. (laughs) Thank goodness we found the cure. Why don't we all smoke the pipe of peace? I don't smoke, dude. Of course, a Nicorette Apache.
3: Another Case of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones. Tom Goodman-Hill as Anton and Debbie Chasen as Susan. It also starred Dave Lamb and Lucy Montgomery. It was written by Milton Jones and James Carey, and the producer was David Tyler. The programme was a positive production for the BBC, and listen again next time when you can catch Another Case of Milton Jones. (laughs)